great idea. Let's keep this up all the way till midnight. <laughs> and guys tuning in and saying, what the heck? What a great show. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll tell you, speaking of great shows, how many of you saw Lucy and Pat's wedding today? What a TV spectacular. Wow. You know, and I couldn't help but thinking, I'm watching this wedding, see, and here's Lucy. She's got the flowing thing, you know, and 45,000 Secret Service guys, and they've got this fantastic place where they're going to get married, and the bands are playing. They had a 300-foot cake. Did you see that? 300-foot cake. Gigantic situation, see. And did you look at the, at the, at the groom? He sort of walked around. <laughs> Like, how the hell did all this happen, you know? All I did was ask this chick if she wanted to go out one night. How did I know, you know? She, and I, I walked in, you see him, he, he looked like a typical Midwestern gom. Now, that's a phrase in Indiana that means a born bowling team captain. You know, kind of an innocent-looking guy, Sandy. You could just see him with a malt in his hand, you know? And he's got Bermuda shorts that are just about an inch and a half too long. And I looked at this, see, and I thought I couldn't help but think. It just hit me. I got this kind of rotten mind, see. Do you remember the story in Miami about six weeks ago of this guy that got trapped by this fantastic wedding and the girl was going to come floating down out of the clouds? Do you remember that one? She was going to come floating down out of the clouds and it was going to be a marriage made in heaven and they got the entire Lester Lannan organization to play heavenly music for him and rock and roll singers and the day of the wedding this guy took one look at it and he walked out. And I was thinking what a fantastic thing it would have been. No, I'm telling you, seriously, what a moment that would have been. Can't you imagine? This guy is sitting in the... You know, he's sitting down there. They have this little room where the, where the groom waits. And there's a couple of guys who are spraying stuff on his hair, you know. There's a secret service man at the front door. And he gets up nervously, see. He walks to the door. He says to the secret service man, excuse me. Uh, I, the guy says, where are you going? He says, well, uh... <laughs> You know, all that excitement. I <laughs> and the guy says, okay, I'll give you a minute and a half. <laughs> and ten minutes later, he is hitchhiking down Route 1. <laughs> oh, wow, you know, I, I looked at that and I thought, holy smokes. Hey, listen, I don't think anybody's done this. Do you know the traditional thing? I, I remember as a kid... I, I saw this wedding, and you don't mind if I do a story tonight about a wedding. You know, this is a, a true American thing, these giant weddings. And I couldn't help but think about it when I watched this. Uh, in my neighborhood, whenever a guy got married, you know, there was all kinds of Polish families. There were Ukrainian families. There were Hungarian families. And they were all together, see, and they all played softball. All the guys played softball together. And whenever one guy got married, everybody would wait outside the church. There'd be about 700 guys, see, and they're all wearing their tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and all their, old, their, their, their mercuries are all lined up, you know, the purple mercuries. 
with the ball fringe in the back window and the skull, you know, hanging down from the rearview mirror and all that. And they're all, they're all waiting, see. And he walks out of the church. And together, everybody would holler one thing. You remember the thing they hollered when you first got in the army? They all hollered, you'll be sorry! 45,000 voices. I missed that today in the wedding. <laughs> and I have a feeling this guy's liable to be a little sorry from time to time. So let's all do it for him. We got the radio. <laughs> you know, who knows? Nobody knows where they are. They could very well be in a Howard Johnson in Jersey. <laughs> Don't laugh. I mean, you know, he just had that Howard Johnson look on the face, you know. So let's all together, let's belt it out so if they're listening on a transistor radio, they'll know we know. All right, all together now? Hear it. You'll be sorry. Give a big hand. You know, at, at, at that kind of wedding, did you notice they very carefully announced that they took out the guts out of the wedding ceremony? There is no love, honor, and obey in that one. I could see him sitting there. And they tell them, of course, <laughs> we've edited the ceremony a little. <laughs> he says, well, what did you take out? <laughs> they said, well, this is a love business. He says, you took out the love thing. He says, well, yes. Well, we also took out the honor and the obey. And he sits there and he says, does that go both ways? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember this wedding. Now, now this, this is going to sound probably, I don't know whether you've ever run into this thing. Because I've told this story before. And whenever I tell it, I get all kinds of letters from people who don't believe that it actually happened, but it did. Now, you know, all, this is a, a story for men. Now, all the men know there's a period in your life when you're about 14 or 15, and you begin to be vaguely aware of chicks. Well, you, you know, you saw them before. You knew they were around, but at 14 or 15, Suddenly, you find yourself sliding into third base, see? You're sliding in on your back, you know, and instead of trying to kick the third baseman in the groin, <laughs> you find yourself looking over at this chick back at home plate. You say, watch this, you know, ah! <laughs> And you get the ball in the mouth, you know? <laughs> see, the third baseman is yet not with chicks. He's tagging guys, you know? And there's that period. There's that period of great... Well, how to put it? It's, it's a combination fear, it's mystery, there's a wild, unbelievable excitement. It's somewhere down here around your pancreas, you know. Yeah, and, and once in a while you see this girl walking across the street. She's on the other side. And she's in your class. You look over there, see, there's Esther Jane. <laughs> you know, here's this little fat chick, she's walking along. <laughs> You know, and you take a look over there at her, and, and you're with Flick, see? And Flick's just walk along. <laughs> you know? And for no reason, you don't know why, for no reason, all of a sudden, you're looking at her, see? And Flick says, what's the matter with you? There's Esther Jane. He says, so what? He says, yeah, so what? And then you find yourself picking up a rock. Now, lovemaking began in Hammond, Indiana, by throwing a rock at the chick. <laughs> and true love was shown if you hit her. Oh yeah, I remember the time I flattened Helen Weathers. 
hit her right behind her shoulder blade. She went down flat, see? And I was aiming at Eileen Akers. <laughs> and Ellen Weathers got up and says, I never knew you cared. <laughs> well, all right, we had this, same, this scene, see? And there were four or five of us that hung around together, me and Flick and Schwartz and Bruner. And it was a guy named Bolas, Bolas Rakowski. The old Bolas, and there was Jack Martin. There were a few other guys on the outs, you know, the little out, outriders to our group. And we'd walk around. Every day we would hitchhike to school. And they had these dances after school. And we wouldn't think of that, you know. Ah, these guys going to the dances. And we'd walk through the gym, and they've got the little lanterns hanging, and the band is warming up. And there's always a certain number of kids who seem to be interested in chicks from the day they're born. That's the truth. And, and they're dancing at the age of four. They're in there dancing with girls, you know. And all we're doing is kicking them in the behind, you know. Yeah, there's, there's two different types of kids. So Flick and Schwartz and Bruner and I would walk through the gym, you know. And we're worried walking through the gym. You know, we got our little bags full of junk and all those little straps and stuff, you know. And our fielder's mitts. We're walking through there, and these guys, thin pants on, they're ready to dance. And, and, and Bolas, who was my Polish friend, was the only one of our crowd who had a total command of obscenity. <laughs> you see, the rest of us were just, you know, once in a while we'd say, damn. So we'd feel rotten, you know. <laughs> oh, Bolas, he had, he could speak obscenity in Lithuanian. He could speak it in Hungarian. He could speak it in broken English. He could speak it in clear English. Oh, yeah, Bolas was just... And he was built like a little fire plug, you know. And he was one of the toughest guys I ever knew. We had a ball team that was built on Bolas. Bolas was a human fire plug. He was a little fire plug with feet, see, solid muscle. He had this short, fat, thick neck. And he was the guy that we always loved to have in our gang. You know, there's always one guy that hits other guys in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he wasn't a bully. Bolas was just with us. He's the little guy walking around like this, see? And once in a while, somebody would yell something. Bolas just hit him. <laughs> he never had any hate. He just hit him, you know? Just stop it. And the guy would lay up. He'd say, oh, yeah, stop it. That was Bolas, see? Okay, you got the scene? And so, week after week, we are now seniors in high school. Seniors. And at that time, we were just getting to the stage, me and Schwartz and Flick and Bruner. The previous summer, I had kissed my first girl. It was a terrible disaster. <laughs> the first time you kiss a girl, it's terrible. You remember, the, you know, she's sweating. <laughs> And, you know, you, we, we're, we're really products of the movie world. You know, when we see movie kisses, they're perfect. Oh, yeah, you know, when Cary Grant has got Audrey Hepburn in his arms, you know, you never see the sweat pouring down off his face. And, you know, as you get closer to this chick, your eyes begin to cross, you know? You know, that's totally right. You don't know whether to look at her nose or her eyes. <laughs> you know that scene? So, so I'm with this girl, Dorothy. See, we're sitting on the front porch. And all around the sort of snowball bushes, see? Yeah, and her mother is going in the house, and she's going to get us a sandwich or something, see? My cookies and that. I'm sitting there. And Dorothy's sitting there, see? And this was one of those moments, you know, 
a very crucial moment. That moment, you know, when your arm first sneaks up, see? <laughs> see, you're testing to see which way she'll jump. You know, you get your arm, and she didn't move, see? She stayed right there. Hi, Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, hi. And she is wearing her Sears Roebuck summer dress. You know, and she's just, and, and we're both sitting there, and there are 48 million mosquitoes all over, you know. And that's something else that Cary Grant never seems to have trouble with. <laughs> so I, I say, <laughs> well, I put my, I mean, I'm not, I'm touching her shoulder, see. And she's sweating. I'm sweating. The two of us. I slowly pull her towards me. I said, <laughs> uh, uh, you don't mind, do you? <laughs> she says, no. Well, the two of us are getting closer and closer, and all of a sudden, 18 mosquitoes started to bite me in a very vital spot. <laughs> I, I'm getting closer and closer, and I can hear the old lady, see? She is now banging pants, and she's coming closer, you know? It's either now or never. So I go, smack, you know? Well, I was about three and a half inches off. <laughs> See, I got her just above the ear. <laughs> it was a, rico a ricochet shot, see? And she, she was diving at me, and she kissed the swing. <laughs> so that was that first big moment. Now, now I'm ready. See, now I know all about chicks. Oh, yeah, you know how guys are, the fr after you do a thing like that, the next day I'm out, you know, I'm out on a ball diamond. I'm walking around, see? And Schwartz says, what's the matter? You don't seem to be going after him so quick. I said, I had a hell of a night last night. <laughs> you know, I wonder whether women ever fake it like that, you know? Oh, yeah, so, so here we are. We're seniors now in high school. It's that summer. We have just, actually, we just got out of school. It's, it's this beautiful summertime, just like this. It's August, and we're walking around. We haven't got jobs yet. You know that kind of scene? You're feeling great. Oh, wow, you know, you're really on top of the whole scene. And we're walking down the street, see? And we meet Bolas. We are going out scragging tonight. Now, scragging is an Indiana sport. That's like bird watching. Scragging means just riding around all night in your Ford and yelling at girls. You know, just yelling at them. You drive past real fast, you know. So, so we're walking down the street, and here comes Bolas. What a fantastic moment. It was one of those traumatic moments in my life. The four of us, we're walking along, and Bolas comes along. And Flick says, come on, Bo, we're going scragging. Bo says, no, I can't. i got to go somewhere. Flick says, where are you going? Where are you going, Bo? You know, where are you going? He says, i got to go. And Flick says, where are you going? And Bo says, i got to go rehearse. Flick says, rehearse? What? He says, I'm getting married. <laughs> getting married? Four of us staggered back. <laughs> that's for, you know, that's something that mommies and daddies do, you know? <laughs> 
getting married, see, and Bolus is getting married. And we couldn't believe it. Bolus had never, to our knowledge, ever even so much as spoken civilly to a girl. Oh, yeah, you know, it was one of those fantastic moments, and, 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 and he, he just took it very casually. And Flick says, who? And Bolus says, uh, uh, her name is, uh, uh, what is, and, and Flick says, you don't know her name? I said, oh, yeah, her name is Gertie, yeah. I'm married Gertrude. And Flick says, Gertrude who? We did not know a Gertrude. And Bolus says, ah, she's from East Chicago. I don't even know her. Flick says, you don't know her. He says, yeah, my mom and dad fixed it up. Whew. You know, Flick walked away, and Schwartz walked away, and I walked away. All four of us walked away. And Flick says, do you think he, do you think he's flipped his cork? And Schwartz says, no, you know, he's Polish. Maybe they do that in Polish families. And the next day, we found out that Bolus was getting married. It was really true. We're all invited. And he didn't know the girl. <laughs> we didn't know the girl. And, you know, there was a stunned thing over the neighborhood. It was like the atom bomb had dropped, see, on our neighborhood. Everybody's walking around with a stunned look. And then the big day arrived. Never forget this. Oh, boy, what a night. We, we arrived at the hall. It was someplace in East Chicago. Me and Flick and Schwartz and Bruner, we had been told to rent tuxedos. Bola says, you got to rent a tuxedo. Rent a tuxedo. And so all four of us went together to rent this tuxedo. Have you ever gone, you know, most women wouldn't know this. I don't think a woman, I've ever never known a woman who's rented clothes. I don't know many men who haven't. And it's, and it's something that's never talked about. That, that eerie moment, you're standing there, seeing there's a whole bunch of other guys. Little short, fat guys with cigars, you know. <laughs> tall, skinny guys. And you wonder what the hell they're going to. And you're in this place to rent tuxedos. And they're measuring you. And he says, do you want a white coat or do you want the formal tuxedo? You want a summer tuxedo? Yeah, I think I'll have a... <laughs> you know, we were used to Sears Roebuck. And <laughs> my idea of really going all out was a Montgomery Ward sports shirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I says, well, I'll have a... I think I'll have one of the white ones, you know? I, I always saw Fred Astaire movies and he was wearing this white thing, you know, with the thing in the hole. I said, yeah, I'll have a white one. And so he tries to fit me, and he can't find one exactly that's right. And somebody in the back hollers, hey, we got a 38 regular here, it just came in. It just came in about five minutes ago. And he brings it out, and you should have seen it. Whatever party this guy had been, <laughs> I mean, it went in and out, you know. And it was all over the front, and it was a bullet hole in the sleeve. There's a little fleck of blood here, and it was a lot of lipstick all over here. Oh, a sickening thing. And he brings it out, and he tries it on me, and I'm standing in front of the mirror, you know, blood and everything. I stand there. He says, that's all right. We'll have it fixed up by tonight. It's all right. And that night, I am wearing the coat, and we're all in front of the hall. Now, here's, here is the exact scene. You ever been to a Polish wedding? Uh. <laughs> it's funny. They're still walking. Well, we arrived in front of this hall, and there were 46,000 cars. 
And the place is, you can just see it's jam-packed full of people. And Flick and I and Schwartz and Bruner, we are watching one of our friends disappear into that great eternal darkness. The married people. And we walk up the steps, and here's a little short guy with a black suit, and he's got a little black tie. And he says, who are you guys with? Says, We're with Bolus. He says, yeah, there's four more for, what's his name, Bolek? Four more for Bolek. That'll be $10, please. $10? I had $12 to my name, you know. I had been saving it for four years. I kept it in my wallet. $10, I shake it out. He says, this is for the bride. I give him the 10 bucks. And now we're in the hall. Let me tell you what it was like. It was a scene of unrivaled debauchery. <laughs> oh, yeah, they had these long tables filled with Polish wine. And they had great big hams, fantastic hams, all chopped up. And way up on the top of the, of the stand is this Polish polka band. Now, you know how polka bands go. And the whole building goes. And the whole crowd, the hams are jumping up and down. You, know, you can feel the whole neighborhood go. And there's thousands of them out there. They're all kicking and hollering, jumping up and down. And this guy grabs me by the back of the neck and he says, Here, have some wine, Stasho. All of a sudden, I'm Stasho, you know. Have some wine, Stasho. And I got a glass of the wine. He says, Come on, down the head. Oh, go. You know, I was just making the transition at that period from Ovaltine to Pepsi. And. And I have this battery acid, see? <laughs> and these guys are drinking it down, you know, and they're reeling around. And way out in the middle of the floor, I see Bolus. Oh, Bolus, see? And he's got a tuxedo on that's about a size and a half too small for him. Oh, he's got muscles, you know, he's like a whole bunch of little watermelons having a fight, you know. And he's walking around, and the back of his coat has been ripped up. Right up the back. The front of his collar's open, his face is as red as a beet, and he's got a big glass of his wine, and he's got some chick, and they're going, I said, that must be Bolus's girl, Gertie, see? And so I wade through the crowd, and I say, Bolus, congratulations. And now he speaks only Polish. Apparently, in his cups, he did not understand English. And he goes, I said, Stasho, Stasho. I said, no, no, I'm Gene, Gene. Oh, yeah, yeah, huh? he says, come dance with the bride. And, and the bride is not this girl. There in the middle of the crowd, I see the bride. You ever seen the bride at a classical Chicago Polish wedding? She's got a white gown, except you can't see it. All over the gown are pinned dollar bills. Yeah, it's wild. It's a scene you never like. Nothing you ever saw. She's got $10 bills, $20 bills. And she's like a great big pile of cash, see? <laughs> yeah, and, and she's been drinking the wine, and her hair is flying, she's jumping up and down, and, up, and the money is flying, you know? And, and, I, and I, I say to some guy, says, says, what's with all the money? He says, you dance for the bride. He says, pin some money on it, it's for their wedding. So I go over to her, see? And I've got now $2. So I take one of the dollars out, and I say, Gertie, I'm a friend of Bolex. And she says, Bolex, Bolex who? I see your husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the little one over there, yeah. So I pin it out of, you know, on both of us. And go, then it's over. And another guy's pinning a $10 bill on This went on for about four hours. Just a steady boom, boom, boom. My head is going in and out. Schwartz, I see once in a while, he flies out of the crowd, you know. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, it was wild. Flick we never saw for a week and a half. He just disappeared, you know. Yeah, he came home. He looked like a different man two weeks later, you know. So we're, oh, this thing is going on hour after hour after hour. And then all of a sudden, this is, this is mandatory. And, and this, was, this was only the first Polish wedding I went to. I've gone to ten since. This is mandatory. It is now about two o'clock in the morning. This thing has started about nine. And this wine has been flowing like the Hudson River, you know? And it tastes something like it. <laughs> yeah. And they've been eating ham and all that stuff, and the place is packed. And of course, what's been happening is that the hall has been shipping stowaways. You know, everybody for miles around here, there's a wedding, and they climb in the windows and down a chimney. And now the place is just packed. And exactly at 2 o'clock, the mandatory event at all Polish weddings occurs. The fist fight. <laughs> that is absolutely mandatory. It's part of the scene. See, I'm jumping up and down. All of a sudden, pow! I get cracked in the head, you know, and I turn around. There's this guy who says, say that again, Stosh. You ain't going to say nothing about my girl like that, Stosh. I said, but I'm not Stosh. He said, yes, you are. And bam. Well, within eight seconds, the entire hall is slugging it out, you know. And you can hear the sirens coming from miles around. Yeah, the instant the first siren, you get, and Flick and Schwartz and Bruner are all yelling and hollering. And in the middle of this melee, you can see the bride and groom are now being escorted out for their nuptial trip. Bolas has drunk seven quarts of this wine, and they've got him by one foot. They're dragging him out, see? And, you know, he's trailing cufflinks and ties and junk and all that. And the girl, of course, three ladies are holding her. She's been in the john for 20 minutes. They bring her out, and she's got money all over her. They put her in the back of a Model A, and off they go. And now the wedding is left to its own devices. And the fight goes on. You and the first guy hollers, the cops are coming, Stanley, Stanley, Joshek, the cops. Boom, silence. Out the door they go, and the only thing that's left is the, is the polka band. It is in their contract to play the Star Spangled Banner when the police are coming. <laughs> Have you ever heard the Star Spangled Banner as a polka? <laughs> And they're playing. Out we go into the darkness. And the entire neighborhood scatters. And you can see this big hall back there. It's, it's sweating and the windows are cracked and broken. And there are a few bodies in the hedges. The cops arrive. And by the way, these cops are all Polish cops. So they don't do anything, you know. They just circle a place a couple of times and look tough. <laughs> That's about all I do. And, and, and that's, that's the end of the Polish wedding. And so Flick and I and Schwartz, Bolas, it's about four o'clock in the morning now, and all four of us are sitting at the Red Rooster. And, and you know, we have, this is something like we've never seen in our lives. We're sitting there trying to figure out what the hell happened. And Schwartz says, what happened, Flick? 
What was that? He said, I don't know. And Bruno says, I think he got married. This is WOR Radio, your station for news. 